Welcome back to the Mockingbird, everybody. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I did. It was pretty busy for the most part. Uh, Friday night, didn't have to do a whole lot. I had the evening off, which was really nice. Then Saturday, uh, we were we were super busy. I went over and uh, helped Mr. David Suddeth with uh, Cherokee Gives a Blank, and uh, we helped raise some money for a wonderful cause. If you don't know what that is, just check it out. There's... Um, there's different different um, iterations of this going on, and it's all going to help a young lady receive some cancer treatment that her insurance will not cover, and I think the family needs somewhere in the neighborhood of $75,000. So I went over to Ball Ground, Georgia, and I played at the, uh, at the uh, farmer's market, and we raised a little bit of money. My buddy Kurt Wheeler was uh, around the corner, and he was playing, and together I think – I don't know how much we raised, but I know it was a pretty full tip bucket, and I was super thankful to be able to be a part of that. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, I played over at the Hog and Ale, and we had a good time. I broke a couple of strings and had to call Miss Leanne to bring me a different different guitar. Uh, but other than that, it went just fine. Uh, then Sunday, as always, I was over at Mad Life Stage and Studios from 2 to 5, where I will be every Sunday. So come by and see me. Come hang out on the patio. Uh, it's summertime. Let's get together. Leave your shoes at home. And then Sunday night, we had a wonderful time with, again, my buddy Kurt Wheeler. He came over to the Hog and Ale. And if y'all don't know about this, every Sunday night from 7 to 8.30, I invite a songwriter friend of mine, and I'm hoping to eventually get some people that I don't know. And they're going to come over, and what we do is think, just think VH1 storytellers. We tell the stories behind the songs. We talk about songwriting. We talk about life. We just talk about things. And then we play those songs, uh, and, um, and I record it. And, um, and eventually, here before long, i got a bunch of editing to do. But they're all going to go, uh, they're all going to get posted uh, to my YouTube channel, and the, the audio will also come out here. So that's still a work in progress. I'm still ironing out all the bugs, but we'll get there. So um, we do have a new camera at the Mockingbird Studios now that we are very thankful for, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna put that thing to work. We are gonna put it to work. I can promise you that. So that's pretty much the weekend. You know, it was a good time. Um, as always, man, I'm just so grateful. For everybody listening to this, for everybody sharing this, uh, man, it just, I can't thank y'all enough. I love doing this. I absolutely, it is probably my favorite thing to be involved in right now. And I get to talk to so many cool and interesting folks. And uh, we're going to start branching out. We got some more, uh, some more in-depth stories. We're going to try to build up the YouTube channel. Uh, I got a couple ideas of some things I want to do. Um, so we'll get there. Now, one last thing before we get into this episode is I have a thing, it's called a speak pipe. And basically you can send me a, uh, a voicemail. It's just a couple of taps on your phone and then you just record it right into your phone. It doesn't cost you anything. It's 100% free. And what I want to do is y'all tell me stories. Tell me what you want to say. Say, maybe you just want to talk about the podcast or, Tell me your favorite childhood memory. Let's do that. Tell me your favorite childhood memory. And I will play your recording on a, in a midweek episode of The Mockingbird. 
and then we'll talk about it. And I think it will be fun, and I think it would be an awesome way to get us all involved. And it doesn't cost you a dime, I promise. Now, if you would like to help support the Mockingbird, just swing by the Patreon page. And uh, I think I'm going to redo that where uh, it's just $5 across the board. It's just simply 5 bucks, and uh, there's no crazy things. I'll try to do something special for all my Patreon folks. Um, and I'm super thankful the ones that I do have right now. I, I can't tell you how much it helps. And, you know, anytime somebody says, you know, every little bit counts, you know, sometimes you're thinking, well, maybe that's not true. It really does. It really, it really, truly does. And so thank you all so much. But as always, don't feel obligated to do that. But I will put a link to the SpeakPipe and the Patreon down below in your show notes. Just click on them if you feel so obliged. I would really, the Patreon's one thing, but I would love to hear some voicemails from y'all. Just click the button and literally it's one button. You record it into your phone and it'll send it to me via email and I can listen to it. And uh, you know what? If you don't want me to share it on the podcast, just tell me in the message. No problem. I won't do it, I promise. If you want to keep it between us, if you want to keep it uh, confidential, that is totally fine. I am totally cool with that. But if you don't tell me that, I might play it. I will play it on the podcast, and we'll talk about it. And I think that would be a good time. I think that would be fun. So... Uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. I sat down with Mr. David Suddeth, and he does so many things. I mean, you know, he's got the Cherokee Music Center. He uh, is pretty much the one of the major driving forces behind the uh, the listing room at the Oak House in Canton, Georgia. Um, he just he does a lot of stuff. He does he and his wife Sarah both. They do so many things and. Um, I was grateful to steal a little bit of his time. He came by the the Mockingbird Studios, and we sat down, and we talked for a little while. And we kind of talked about the nuts and bolts of, you know, making a living around creative pursuits. Maybe that's a good way to put it. But um, we had a really good conversation, and I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, And I'll put links to all things David Suddeth in the show notes as well. So uh, I think that's it. I'm going to stop yapping off in your ear and uh, have a nice listen to the conversation I have with the fabulous David Suttoff. Um I think it, at some point I'm just going to interview his beard. Um, I think we'll just have an episode with David Suttoff's beard at some point. But um, I got, you know, I really need to get some some practice I need. I want to maybe six, seven months of this under my belt before I take on something as intimidating as the the actual black beard on David Suddeth because it's it's magnificent. So this conversation is just between David Suddeth and I. We'll get to his beard later. All right. Thank y'all so much. I love every single one of y'all, and. Uh, Make sure you subscribe on all the things and tell people about the Mockingbird and send me a speak pipe. All right? Love y'all. We'll see you soon. Headed west out of my way Rolled up a good one and passed the day away Who says it's wrong to trust you on a drive?
All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Mockingbird. I'm here with my buddy David Suddeth. How you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. It's a long time coming. We've been trying to do this, but you. Well, I was going to say you might be the only person I know that's busier than I am, but I know a lot of people that are busy like we are. It's true. It's true. There's a lot going on in Cherokee County, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, and this has come up a bunch of times on the podcast, but like that whole circle from like Mad Life to uh, you know the oak house and like there's just this big radius that all kinds of crazy yeah. cool things are happening yeah it's true um reformation brewery of yeah. course yeah uh you know there's a lot of there's a lot of boom going on right now in this community uh population wise and you know there's a lot of great musicians in this area and they're starting to get noticed yeah I'm glad Mad Life's starting to take some notice on the singer-songwriters. Yeah, it's starting to. And, um, you know, I know that's probably because of you. Well, I I try. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you had a word in. (laughs) I'm sure you had a word in. I had a couple. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't have to always be cover bands. Right, right. And the community's finally coming around to seeing that, hey, you know, we may not know this music, but it's good music. Yeah, you're right. Before we get to far into all that tell tell everybody a little synopsis of who david is i'm the owner of cherokee music center and um you know that's a broad range of entertainment and the store we do music lessons as well as about 150 or so events a year um i operate the listening room at the oak house and you know as a businessman, that's me, and as a as a person, I you know I'm really just a musician who has a, a little bit of a business brain, and things have compounded over the years to get me where I'm at. But it all started in a coffee shop. Really, it, you yeah. owned a coffee shop? No. Okay. It all started with me playing in a coffee oh, shop. Oh, you were playing in a coffee? No, shop. I, I never owned a coffee shop. I don't even like coffee. I'm, I'm not a huge coffee guy either. Sometimes on the weekend. but mm-hmm. th- Some people can just drink it, drink it, drink yeah. it. But I'm telling you, if I had a cup of coffee after 2 p.m., I could not sleep. Oh, me neither. No There's way. No way. No. Uh, so, you know, about five years ago, actually it's been about six years now, uh, we started doing an open mic in Cartersville at a place called Southern Mugs Coffee Shop. And they had just opened up. We started at their grand opening. And, um, you know, we, it used to just be us. We'd show up and we'd play our set and maybe a musician would show up. And, you know, that's how it was for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, flash forward to now, sometimes we have to turn people away for our open mics. We're scheduling a month ahead. Um, You know, and the open mic has always been something that I thought was great to give back to people who didn't have the opportunity to play. Totally. And it's kind of morphed into giving people who are actually great at music an opportunity to play as well. Right. When it all really started as, you know, a place for mediocre musicians right. to play. Right. Because that's all I've ever been is a yeah. mediocre yeah, musician. You both. Yeah. You'll never see me up on the stage playing at songwriter sessions because I am just a mediocre musician. I don't know. I've heard you play guitar in a couple of sound checks, and I think you might be a little, little more than that. I, I don't know. Call it what you, were you will. Some chords one night when I walked into the Oak House, I was like, I don't know what he's doing. So, you know, there's a lot of different levels. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people that I see out there, I feel the same way about. Right. 
And it's not always like, yeah, maybe an easy chord, but the way that's voiced or, oh, yeah. you know, the, the place in the song. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. I just, I'm not that creative. Right. I'm not as creative as a lot of these people that I'm able to uh, feature. Yeah. Like you, like, you know, when you came out to the Oak House, you're one of the few people that took the time to tell stories and, you know, really connect with the audience. And that kind of stuff is uh, few and far between. Right. But that's you. Yeah, that's the only way I've ever been. I mean, you know, there's a million people. Like, all my, to make a long story short, all my heroes, none of them can have the best voices. Like, I'm a huge John Prine fan. And yeah. I learned how to play guitar because of Jimmy Buffett you know none of these people really? are like yeah they're none of these people are like vocalist right you know? but they're all storytellers and and I think and I've said this before on the podcast I think part of that comes too from being the son of a Baptist preacher and yeah. they you know they stand behind a microphone and they convey a message and I've always just you know, I grew up, uh, my dad was a big fan of Jerry Clower. You know who I'm talking about? The yeah, comedian. Of if y'all don't know who that is, look him up. It's a comedian from Yazoo. Was it, what was it, Yazoo? Something. Yazoo something, Mississippi. I can't remember. There's, it wasn't Yazoo City, but anyway. There's only one, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. If you look, but if you look up Jerry Clower, you'll find him. But, you know, I grew up on all that stuff. And those storytellers always, those long-form the stories that had a point, but they also kind of made you chuckle along the way. I always loved that stuff. And it's just been ingrained in my head ever since. And somehow or another, I found a knack at that part where I couldn't sing, you know, beautifully. So I'll make you laugh and then I'll sing you a song that's It's true. It's true. And there's a place for that. Um, I had the opportunity a few months ago to run sound at the Intercontinental Hotel for Paul Overstreet. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Talk about a songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. And a storyteller. Yeah. I mean, he's got some songs that everybody knows. Right. Whether you like country music or not. Oh, absolutely. And uh, he came with uh, a group called the Nashville Hitmakers. So it was Paul Overstreet and the Nashville Hitmakers. Three guys. Yeah. Just round setting, you know, yep. three guys lined up, one song after another. Um, I don't remember the other two guys' names, and that's because I'm terrible with names because they were great musicians. Did one of them play a nylon string guitar? He did, and he'd His written... His name's Scotty Emmerich? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. He'd written like 53 songs for Toby, for Toby Keith. Keith. Yeah. yeah, like I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie. Like again. I'll Never Smoke yep. Weed with Willie. Yeah, and Scotty Emmerich. The 52 reason I, others. Well, the reason I know that is because uh, there for a long time, we haven't been in a while, but we would go every year to the Key West Songwriters Festival. And I don't, if you've never been, Mm-mm. make it a bucket list item. Because okay. here's the thing. You go down, you got to make sure you schedule your uh, place to stay like a year in advance. But once you're there... Wow. Almost everything's free, and all these na- – you have to be a BMI artist okay, or a BMI songwriter, and all these songwriters are just wandering around Key West. Like, you'll, you'll know – you'll see them. They'll have a guitar on their back, and you go to this place like the Smoking Tuna Saloon, and they'll be in the round on stage. And Paul Overstreet is almost always in a show with Scotty Emmerich. I okay. guess they're buddies. I'm know? sure, yeah. And uh, – but, like, I saw um, – Oh man, what's her name? The young girl that out of come Casey Musgraves. Okay, the yeah. bar, she was sixteen the first time I saw her, and it was at the QS Songwriters Festival. But it's so cool. I mean, they're just walking around like, uh, uh, who was it? it was um, it was Scotty Emmerich, and I think it might have even been Paul Overstreet. I was ordering a beer at the Smoke Smoking Tune Saloon, and I looked right there, and there was Paul. Overstreet. Sounds like them, man. and they're just walking around. Yeah, 
And it was They're even just Stevens who wrote dudes. I Love a Rainy Night. Yeah. You know, yeah. all those guys just and gals. I mean, Mary Shape and Carpenter, like. Yes. And they're all just wandered around, and you can talk to them and hang out with them. It's just like normal so, people. So, yeah, it's, add that to your bucket list. I and will. all those shows are free. There's maybe two shows over the entire weekend that you actually have to pay to get into. Everything else is just at, like, Sloppy Joe's. It's or, one week a year? Yeah, it's, I think it's the first. I think it's actually a week. and we. I think it's the, well, it's like a long weekend. I think it starts on a Wednesday. Uh, but I think it's the first weekend in May every year. I know it's in May, Mm-mm. but when you go down, you you don't want to come back, and it yeah. ends up turning into a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But man. yeah, so that yeah, little Scotty. mobile mass Nashville. Yeah, exactly. That sounds it's, fun, it's, man. Nashville basically takes over the town. Yeah, I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, you know, um, I got a text about the job. And uh, that is so cool. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then he sends me, you know. The list of who it is, and I'm like, that I would have That name sounds familiar. Free with you just to meet Scott. I'm a huge Scotty Emmerich. Are you? Fan. Yeah, because number one, he plays nylon string guitars, yeah. which I love. Yeah. And number two, like, heavy gauge strings. Yeah. I asked him because yeah, how heavy. did? I mean, his guitar sounded he, amazing. You got a the hard tension, man. Yeah, hard tension. Hard tension strings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, really amazing, both of them. And the other guy that was with them, too, he had written a couple songs for Alan Jackson. He wrote the 9-11 song for Alan Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no slouch. They were all really yeah. good songwriters. And, of course, Paul Overstreet wrote uh, Alison Krauss, When You Say Nothing At All. Exactly. Uh, Some Beach. Yep. You know, he's... Yeah. A lot of people don't... You forever know, and Ever, Amen. When I grew up, Paul Overstreet was, like, on the radio. You know, he was one of those 90s country guys. Like, right after, like, Paul Overstreet and Clint Black, right about the time Garth Brooks really hit his stride, in my opinion, is when country music just... Went along. downhill? Yeah. Yeah. Personally. But I love that 90s country. Me too, actually. And I love it. And it's right before it just became, like, this drum machine over-polished... Garbage. Garbage. I'll yeah. say it. Yeah. 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 And that's what's so cool, too, about not to go back too far, but the songwriters thing in Key West is because you'll hear these songs. Like, I, I've said it before on this podcast, I can't stand Rascal Flats. I, I just don't like them. Mm-hmm. But then I heard the guy that wrote, like, three of their songs. I was like, yeah. well, now it's good. Yeah. This is this dude with a guitar singing this really well-crafted I, song. Yeah, I forget okay, his I name, it. but he he played a showcase in Ackworth not too long ago. Um, Amy Bevel's showcase. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the whole thing is the song's different. Yeah. You know, they'll drop verses. They'll yep. change words. Yep. It's completely arranged. It's range completely different. They'll make it fit in this, like, just shy three minutes yeah, you know all these yeah. Nashville yep. algorithm, and then they'll take stuff. every bit of soul out of it yep. with layers of clear coat. Yep, and then make millions and millions off of it that yeah. the guy that wrote it usually doesn't see yeah. much of. Right, but then, that was a tangent. But hey, that happens. We're we're artists. We love yeah. doing what we do. Right, <laughs> we love doing what we do. Right. If it was about the money, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would have quit a long time ago if I was just trying to make a living. Even the big guys, you got to think at some point they did this for something besides money. Oh, absolutely. Even the ones that, you know, even you take up like the, as much as I, you know, crap on like Rascal Flats or something, they, at one point they were doing it because they truly loved it too. Right. I mean, you know, don't want to be too disparaging. And right. at the same time, if you get up on stage and you make your living playing music and you make a good living, then, you know, good for you. Yeah, you, you don't know. work a day in your life. Exactly, exactly. I have to remind myself that, you know, yeah. 
Like I asked for this. Yeah. Well, you do <laughs> so much. Like, you know, I mean, you do the Cherokee Music Center, which uh, I mean, how many y'all give a lot of lessons there, right? Yeah, about a hundred and thirty a week. That's a lot. Not personally, Just, but we yeah. have fifteen teachers. And how long? How long have y'all been there? Three years in May. Oh wow! So it's that's still fairly yeah. new. May fourth, really. yeah. We uh, we had the entertainment business before, and we were doing pretty well. And you know, we we had the opportunity to get the store, and you know, we really started building one off the other. And right, yeah, things are great. Um, you know, we struggle just like any small sure. business, Absolutely. and you know, we really do a lot of things. Uh, from the heart instead of the pocket, right. you know, and our advertising is the same way. And, yeah. you know, it's just like you, you know, yeah. as a musician, we use the same tools that you do. Exactly. And, you know, and we try to do that for everybody. Right. We try to do that for the local community as a whole. Right. And, you know, if we're doing good, you're doing good. We we want it to be one of those things where we're all in this together and yeah. really cool. doing well as a whole. Right. Yeah, that's my philosophy, too. I mean, that's one reason I started this, and, and I've said this before, because, I, I mean, I want everybody to do well. I really do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I want every singer-songwriter I know to have a place to play or, you know, like you, have a good place to go, like, you know, go to David's place and buy your strings. You know? Right. Simple right. things. It, it All those little things add up to one real big thing. It know, does. In that's the grand it. scheme of things. It, it's so true. And... um you know, there's a quote in this book that I was reading, and I was just on that challenge, which, you know, the 75-day yeah. challenge. And yeah. one of those things in that challenge was to read 10 pages of a book every day, a self-help book or an entrepreneurial book. <clears throat> so the book that I read the most was uh, The Seven Habit Habits of Highly Effective People, yeah. yep. which is a really good book. I and think I have that on, audio, on audible.com that I haven't finished it yeah, yet. Yeah, that's but, great. Yeah. yeah, it's great to listen to as well. Um but one of the quotes in there was, the more I think about all the little things, I can see that there are no such thing as little things. Right. You know, they really add up. They do. Like, very, real, real quick. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. Compounds. Is that thunder? That is thunder. Evidently, it's going to rain in Woodstock, Georgia. <laughs> I believe it's going to rain all week, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Dang I was it. I was Should've at the gym earlier, and I saw the forecast, and every day had rain on it. Last week was nice. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, a couple of days, it was like in the 70s. Yeah, there was day. a couple of days, I'm like, oh, it's not August. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not way hotter than yeah. it should be already. Yeah. Dang global warming. Something like yeah. that. So... What made you start? What what what? When one day when you woke up and you said, "I'm gonna make my living doing these things," I'm always interested in that. Like, what? I mean, did you did you ever have like your regular nine to five job, and then one day you just got tired of it? Yeah, is that what happened? I had a lot of jobs actually. Um, I've always been a good employee, but I've never been uh, someone to stay somewhere for very long. Yeah. So, like, the longest job I'd ever held was probably five years. And my dad has worked for the same place right. for 30, 38 years. Wow. You know, gone yeah. to work every day. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I can't imagine that either. I thought I was the same person right. for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did that whole, you know, I did that whole thing, went to work every day. Um, and I built houses for a while. 
I worked for a local home builder. I actually built 17 of the homes across from uh, Mad Life. Really? Yep. And, um, you know, I, I most of the time I had to drive down to Dunwoody and work down there, Peachtree City, you know, all the way down there. Yeah. And by the time I get there, I was just miserable because right. I was in traffic all yep. the time. And, um, you know, at that point, I had a couple gigs already. Yeah. And Sarah, my wife, she was a full-time accountant. So she was making decent money, and I right. was making decent money. And together, we were pretty comfortable. But, you know, financially, we were comfortable. Right. You know, otherwise, I wasn't comfortable because yeah. I was, you know, miserable. Right. So it came to the point where I just, I was done with it. And, you know, she said, you know, do it. Jump. Yeah. You know, I'll handle it. I'll cover us, you know. And, you know, start pouring your efforts into that. Right. So I did. Um, and it took off slowly, yeah. very slowly. Yeah. So that was, you know, in 2013. Yeah, 2013. And, and you uh, started with like the open mics and things like that? Yeah, I started at that coffee shop. Okay. Um, well, there was another gig before that that was just Sarah and I. And then we went to a couple open mics in Kennesaw, Daniel Living hosts. Okay. And, um, you know, we were like, oh, man, this is great. You know, this is cool how all these musicians, they get to come out, they get to play their music. Right. You know, and they get a beer or something like that. You yeah. know, whatever it may be. You know, we should start doing, you know, showcases like this. Yeah. So, you know, we just started inviting our friends to gigs to come play with us. And then, you know, one thing led to another and we're just like, okay, we're going to start calling it an open mic. And, yeah. uh, and then one thing led to another and now we host a lot of them. So you do, how many do you do right now? It's a bunch, right? Yeah. I mean, you have the one once a month at, oh, is it once a month or? Yeah, we do Oak it on House. the first Friday at the Oak That's House, right. list, the listening room at the Oak House. Um, we still do the Southern Mugs, although um, I have somebody cover that for us usually because we're usually triple booked on Saturdays. Right. Uh, and that's the first and third Saturday. And then we just started one in Alpharetta at Thrive Coworking. And that's oh, wow. on the first Thursday of the month. And uh, we also... We, we, we also do, you know, three a month at Reformation Brewery. Yeah. We do the open jam. We do the so open mic. So you do mic. one in Canton, too? So uh, we've been doing two a month. We, we do the open jam on the fourth Sunday, right. the open mic on the second Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we're moving both of those from the Woodstock location to the Canton location. Really? And then we're starting a new acoustic night at the Woodstock location. Okay. So it's much better suited yeah. You've been to Canton, right? I haven't yet. Okay. I haven't made it to that well, one. Well, it's huge. Yeah, that's what I And heard. it's it's like the old brewery. Yeah. And the new Woodstock location together. So oh, it's the best wow. of both worlds. So it's perfect for full bands sure. or, you know, jam sessions, whatever. When the other one is, you know, better for acoustic. Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's kind of set up. It, yeah. The setup there would be much better. You have better. to stay under 85 decibels <laughs> yeah. in that place. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's just, just like a, playing in a cavern. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, Spencer Nix and the whole team over there, though, man. Great people. Good Lord, they're nice folks. Yeah, they're not only that, man, but they're genuine. They're, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And, you know, you can say that about a lot of people, but that whole crew over there, that's just how they are. Yeah, there's a really good culture at Reformation. Yeah. And, um, 
we're we're really happy to be involved with anything that they do because right. we know where it comes from. It comes from the same place yep. as where we come from. Yeah. And that's, you know, community first. Exactly. And that, you know, everybody's rallying around this Cherokee Gibza and yeah. Reformation is, you know, leading the pack. And now, you know, the people up in my neck of the woods, up in ball ground, we're going to be doing something on the 29th of June where the whole city's going to be involved. We've oh, got a awesome. concert. We're going to have musicians spread out throughout the city, which is very small. If you've ever been to ball ground, I haven't yet. you'll be able to see all of them. But I, I promise did, you. I think I did say something like, if you need me, let me know. Yeah, not you did. Man, so let me you know. did. And uh, I got the go ahead. So yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I like it. So, yeah, and uh, there's also going to be a scavenger hunt, and all those proceeds are going to go to that charity. And, uh, you know, this is all to help somebody who's really in need, um, you know, stage four breast cancer. You know, they need $75,000 just to— just Is this to, the second time she's had it? Is that right? Or third? I, I can't say. Okay. I can't say. Okay. Because I, I believe it's more than that, but I really can't okay. say. Well, I know it's it's more than once. Like, I it know is. It's a real complicated— It is more than once. —terrible story. And, you know— in this day and age, insurance isn't quite the same as it no, used to be. Absolutely, and not. you know, there's no better reason to start community synergy right. than this. Let's rally and around somebody that needs it. When Joe and I were talking about it the other day on the phone, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Is like this. Yes, this is going to help this lady, but like you know, things that compound. Yeah, that synergy starting in the community that's going to make a lot of other things happen. Exactly, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. You're 100% right. I mean, and, ju- and it just makes the awareness of, I mean, even as something like the fact, like what you just said, insurance isn't what it used to be. And then you you start looking at it go, all right, who else can we help? Right. You know what I mean? If we, because there is, and I know I've said this to the point where some people are probably nauseated hearing me saying it, but there's something happening in this area. There's a community growing. Yeah. And like you said earlier, I think from a music standpoint, one day there's going to be somebody, he or she is going to skyrocket right on out of here, and we're going to be like, oh, we knew him when. Got to be, man. I yeah, just, it's gonna happen. I don't know how it hasn't happened already. Yeah. You know, um, Ben sends me oh. this rough mix of Clayton's yeah. new. He was in here last week, last Monday, and he. He pops it on my computer, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then, you know, Chip McGuire's video. Yeah. I mean, this is all coming out of Cherokee County. Yeah. Right now. Right These here. are all buddies. Right now. Yeah, they're our buddies. They're our friends. <laughs> right. Like, I got cell phone numbers for these yeah, people. Exactly. These are not famous people. Yeah, exactly. But they're making the music, and it's it's just, it's insane, the talent in this yeah. area. And But like what you said, though, is like all those things kind of keep this circle going of yeah. community. You know, it's not just music. It's also helping people that need it. Like, you know, we did a benefit at Mad Life for the Tatums who are, right. gonna, you know, have they're adopting a child from India. So right. that's another avenue. So it's not what can really we about, do together. That's that's what I'm getting at. It's not about tooting the horn of we did this for them, we did that for them. It's just the fact that that's the way that I could put up right now, I could put up on something on Facebook, hey, I need help on X and X date. I can't pay you, but it's all going to this. And mm-hmm. I would have 50 people like in a drop of a hat, like, yeah, yeah let's do it. And they're, do it. and they're all like on the brink of... Yeah, exactly. Taking off. any moment. Yeah. So, good people. Yeah. Good people. And, you know, I guess there's this, um, 
stigma about musicians or famous musicians yeah. maybe but i don't know if there's a line that you cross maybe i don't know I, if you maybe. get to that point but all every musician i know is like cool yeah like 99 yeah. of them are just the best people you'll ever meet yeah. they want to do what you want to do like yeah i i agree you know though i do think and i've said this before when i first started playing music in Atlanta, because i did like anybody when i moved to atlanta i started playing open mics just like because you you know you can't just book a show unless yeah. you're you know Unless you got some notoriety. So uh, 10 years ago, I started playing open mics like anybody else. And then for you, and, and back then, <clears throat> it seemed like there was this kind of feast or famine mentality. Like there wasn't as the openness. Yeah. And then I've seen over the years, especially in like the last two or three years, everybody's just like, hey, how was that place to play? Was it good? Yeah, man, I'll, I'll give you, yeah. you know, let me give their... Your email, you know. Yeah, we've we not be that way. It didn't, and you know, we are definitely not the only reason that's happening. It's a collective change. Uh, yeah, you know, in in the in the way people think about I it. I think so. Um, but building the musician network and the entrepreneurial network yeah. is important because of the things that you can really do because of the power that music has and the power that, you know, businesses have, right. uh, you know, just like the power that citizens have, yeah. you know, there's a lot of powers that we don't use. Right. And when we put them all together, we can really do something special. Exactly. You know, when you get, when you get five local bands, you know, together, yeah, you can have a huge show. Yeah. One band may only draw 100 people, but five bands draw yeah. 500 people. Exactly. You know, yeah. work together. You can do something. And you, it, you can do something. And I mean, that could be, you know, that could be for a charity or think about it. If you're a band listening to this, think about it from a monetary standpoint. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. I can get all these guys together. We can put a heck of a show on. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Because I, I don't know about you, because I mean, well, I'm sure this is probably something I, my mind is consumed with a couple of few things. Like number one, like how can you get more people out to shows? How can I get this podcast into more ears? How can I like those, those are the things I think about all day, which I'm sure you're all the things you do. Yeah. They cross similar thoughts are like that. Of course. And I don't know what, what is something, and this is maybe self-serving to ask. It's not really, I don't mean it that way, but, what do you how do you set up you know like a a formula to how you're going to accomplish like let's say you're going to put on one of these a new show like a even even a a show that is a uh, you know a fundraiser for somebody what what are those things that, what's the first thing that kind of crosses thought, your mind the thought process yeah like how you're going to pull it off i don't know i'm super interested in that all right, I'm gonna let me think. <laughs> I didn't mean uh, to put you on the spot. No, you're not. You're not putting me on the yeah. spot. I'm trying to understand the question. Like and, when you say, "Okay, I'm going to do this one thing," and I'm going to I'm going to put on a, a music show as a fundraiser to help someone out in our community. Okay, like what's the first step you take towards putting that together? What and then how do you snowball it from there? Well, I just I get the right people involved. Um, obviously, you know, you reach out to people in the community who are going to feel the same way that you do and stand behind that and have some reach. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be 
big reach. You don't right. have to have 10,000 followers, but yeah. you know, your hundred followers and your hundred followers and your hundred followers will reach 10,000 people. Exactly. Um, but I really try to, as far as my thought process is, I really try to organize things in quadrants. Okay. Um, quadrant one, two, three, and four. Is that what is that? No, what yes, like I'm to totally, yes, yes. So I know this sounds people are more interested in this than okay. you probably think they are. I okay. know you're giving me this look right now, like nobody wants to hear this. I bet you'd be surprised that some people might. All right. So quadrant one things yeah. are things that um are emergencies, are things that need to be taken care of immediately right. or yesterday. Okay. Um those are the things that you've neglected in quadrant two. Okay. okay. So okay. quadrant two is the things I need to do for the next songwriter session. Okay. Okay. I need to make an event for it. I yep. need to be proactive. Right. Quadrant two is the things that you do to be proactive. And that's where I usually have to stay because I have to stay a month or two ahead, sure. sometimes more. But I also have a business that operates on a daily basis. So I have right. a lot of quadrant one stuff too. All right. So I, I try to manage my days by doing at least five quadrant two things Okay. to keep them out of quadrant one. Okay. But some days quadrant one is so big, or some weeks, I yeah. try to organize my weeks instead of my days because it's overwhelming when you look at sure. it on a daily basis. Um, when you look at it on a weekly basis, I try to, you know, I try to accomplish at least 15 quadrant two things a week. Okay. And that way, if I accomplish those things, no matter what time or when I accomplish them, the things like quadrant one, like the situation that I'm handling right now with right. my kid, yeah. I can take the time to do that. Gotcha. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a Monday. So my, my quadrant one and quadrant two are huge today. Yeah. And then quadrant three is things that act upon you, like phone calls, uh, emails, right. you know, messages, which are a lot for me as well. But yeah. those are things that you have to really put on the back burner. Right. And then quadrant four is things like this, which this could also be quadrant two as yeah. well because it's advertising. Sure. But quadrant four are things like hanging out or... Yeah. Or watching TV, right. something not productive. Yeah. So exactly. I try to spend most of my time in quadrant two. Gotcha. I like that. I've never heard of the four quadrant system. I, it that makes is, sense. It makes complete sense to me. I use the I use the four quadrant system with the to do list with Google Keep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I constantly have a to do list. Yeah, so I've I've organized my to do list into a quadrant system. Yeah. So instead of uh, everything being, you know, urgent, emergency. I know what is and what's not right. and what I need to do yeah. on that day. And that's something that I pulled from that book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful yeah. People, uh, was that was that lesson. And I've been practicing it for almost 60 days now, and it's done a lot for my schedule yeah. because I keep a, a Google schedule. Yeah. I keep a, a paper schedule. Yeah. And I keep a six-week board at home. And then Sarah keeps a paper schedule and a Google calendar as well. Wow. So it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, yeah and y'all y'all have more irons in the fire than I do, so I can only imagine. Well, we try we're we're doing this for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not I mean, yes, it, no, we're mean. we're a business, but we try to do that we try to really just make connections. Sure. So that I have this connection over here and right. I have this connection over yeah. here and I can bring you to this connection. Yeah. And that's something that for the last 10 years, 
and I've just come to realize that over the last couple of years is that's kind of my calling is just to connect people. You know, it's funny. It, it's Sunday at my, you know, every Sunday we I do the the new the Mockingbird live at the Hog and Ale, and it's fairly new. Yeah, it's but, a great uh, idea. Yeah, it's it's fun so far. And Deborah Lynn was my guest last week, okay. and um, we were talking about that, and I was like, I think I'm just a facilitator. That's what I've become. That's what I call myself at this. That's point. what I call myself yeah, as well. As a facilitator. Yeah. Because, and I don't know about you, I, and the more like I enjoy playing shows, I do, but I enjoy this more, and I enjoy seeing my friends and people who aren't my friends yet who are great songwriters i enjoy trying to find a place for those people to play yeah and i don't know i i kind of feel when you said that it that's kind of what's been on my mind lately is like i kind of feel like that's what i'm supposed to be doing more than playing shows yeah. i'm not saying i'm not going to play shows anymore i'm always yeah, going to do that but but it's not your calling per se. Yeah, I know it's weird. Like, then that's it's funny that you said that because it's really been weighing on me, kind of heavy lately. Like, to the point where it's almost in my head. I'm just like, yeah, I can't play anymore. I got I got too many things I need to do to make sure other people can play. And that sounds so self righteous. I don't mean it that way. No, I, I totally understand. Okay. I'm I don't mean trying it to remember the last time that I got to play one of my open mics. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we used to play start to finish and right. maybe one person would show up and yeah i mean we've changed things a little bit now we used to have you know 20 plus musicians show up and now we try to now we're oversaturated a little right. bit with open mics and you know we can get it to a more manageable 10 to 15 yeah. and i'm able to breathe right or you know talk right. we can yeah. have a conversation yeah, actually, and i'm not yeah, just talk. running around like crazy yeah. um you know but you know we're just we're just really just trying to you know continue to make those places for people. When you started like that, you know, right. when you started playing open exactly. mic, you know, you needed a place to play. You need a place to hone your skills exactly. in front of people, and and too, it's fun I mean, too. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. And well, you know, when I first started playing music in Atlanta, I mean, there was Eddie's Attic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the listening room. Mm-hmm. That was it. Period. And now you still have Eddie's Attic, which. You know they charge five dollars for you to play the show there. I just found that out. Somebody told me that. I thought that was kind of strange. How many people usually play up there? I don't know. Back when I I haven't been there in years for to play their songwriters night, but it used to be packed. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I found that strange, but yeah, I don't know. It seems weird to me, but that that's neither here nor there. But then there's you know Eddie Owen has his place in Duluth, and then there's the Oak House. I mean mm-hmm. that I can't think of another listening room. Not so I a, think those things are I mean, there's important. Some, yeah, there's some that call themselves that, but yeah, and I, you know, I can't really, I can't really say anything because we used to call the stage we had in the back of the back of Cherokee Music Center a listening room, and yeah. you know, it's if you're listening, you're in a room, you're in so. a listening room, I just right? Guess, I mean, I, I guess I put it more on the fact of like people show up to hear songs, yeah, and that's a rarity. It is to have a place like that. I, I believe I, when I played the Oak House, I think I said that. Like, this is a rare, like, no one is speaking while I'm speaking. No one's speaking while I'm playing. Like, that is such a treat. It's important to me. Yeah. You'll hear me in the back. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that at Mad Life on, on, the, on the Undiscovered Artist Nights. I will turn the microphone on from the control room and go, shh. <laughs> and then cut it back off. <laughs> if I can hear you from the control room, you're talking too loud. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, 
Mad Life, um, you know, they don't they don't market themselves as a listening room. No. So if somebody comes in there and talks, I get it. If you're talking, you know, loud enough to where you can hear you in the control yeah. room, you know, that's that's a disrespectful well, this whole long spiel before issue. too. Like we're going to try to keep tonight a listening room. Just this one night. Yeah. The rest of the night, you know, it's a rowdy bar. That's fine. And that guy's talking the yeah. whole time that you're yeah, talking, like, so he didn't hear you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got. You don't him. reach the people who are already know. listening. Yeah, that's the thing. It. That's true. You don't. Yeah. The people who are already there that yeah. have some cooth. They're listening and they hear you listening. and they're like, okay. Yeah, like, that guy never heard. Another guy, he's like. Yeah. Yeah. He's watching YouTube videos. But, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's just respectful for the musician. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to a bar and seeing a band, that's different. Yeah, it's a completely different. Completely or, or different. Even if, you know, every Sunday I play the patio. That's okay. Talk. Yeah. I don't care. And I would call. I would call what Mad Life has a listening room. Yeah. They don't call it that, but no. it is. Yeah. And if you're quiet in there, it's just as much of a listening room as mine. Yeah. Exactly. But there's something, well, I guess the point I'm getting at, too, is though there is some, when you go to the Oak House, and if anybody hasn't been to the Oak House listening room, first off, you're missing out, because there might not be a better listening room. I can't think of one. All right, and I mean that. Have you been to any outside of the state? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, in our general vicinity. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. the you know, uh, although, that being said, it's funny. I'll get off on a tangent, but I was checking like my analytics today. I've got like five listeners in Australia, which I think that's crazy. Oh, cool. So y'all probably have a listening room. I hope so. I hope you do. I hope this is a lot bigger everywhere, but everywhere because it's not big here. Yeah. It's not. It should be. That's what I'm getting at. So the fact that we have a place like that, I remember when I came home, like Leanne went with me the night I played, but she wasn't feeling good. So she came home and I was like, I can't believe that, that. Thing that is that cool is in Canton, Georgia. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nobody it's, can. Yeah, but it's there. I and know. It works. It and works I think so it's well. You, you know, y'all as a team. I mean, there's a bunch of y'all that make that happen. There is. And I, I, to me, that shows that going back to community, mm-hmm. that there is a community that will support this thing. We just we just got to keep nurturing. Just got to put them together. Yeah, put them together and let them see it. Even if they don't, you know, they may down the line or they may yeah. support something else yeah. that is along those lines, and that's all that matters yeah. to me, you know. Y'all's but, yeah, we do have a great team at the, oh, the oh, listening yeah, you room. Do. Yeah, you do. Like, I top mean, notch. Yeah, as good as they get. <laughs> yeah, super I mean, super yeah. team. Yeah, Ben Ivey and, yeah. and Brian. And, and, yeah. I mean, the night. Carrie. I was, yeah, I said this. Yeah, Carrie brought Steve. all this food. Yeah, and Steve. Like, all those. It's It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all live stream all those shows? No. 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 We we live stream a little bit of the open mics, but um, no. You you got to come see it for yeah. yourself. I mean, the camera's nice and all, but right. Oh no, it's totally not. The I, same you know, thing. Steve from Gig Pump does all the video. Yeah, he does and a really good job too. He does. Man. So if I you want to see him in on here, because I want to learn about that kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to see exactly what happens at the listening room in 4K, yeah, then go check out Gig Pump Magazine's yeah, Facebook it's page. Beautifully done. Yeah, because there's no sense in doing a live stream from, you know, the back of the room and yeah. It's you know the sound is dry. Right. It's not. There's no room it's noise. It's not the same. No. It's not the same. But you're right. But I also do believe. You're right about that. I 100% agree with you. But there is this weird 
like it's a digital world now too that I think I don't know it's been a lot on my mind lately about doing more stuff like songwriters in the round online like via like a concert window or something like that yeah I don't know no it's all right you're being a daddy yeah you're allowed to be a daddy yeah I'm not gonna ever stop you 13 year old girls man boy Everything that's it's, is it under control? It's it's it is what it is, man. It's, <laughs> it's you know sometimes they just make things bigger than they are. Of course, um, but you still got to be there for your kids. Of course you do. Um, yeah, you still got to be daddy. And, and these days, you know, she'd rather text me, you know, a paragraph than yeah, just call me. So I'm just gonna call her when we're done here. Yeah. And, and you know, it is what it is. But um, you know. I digress. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to digress. I'm sorry. Like I, I wasn't. Said, I'm no. sorry. I wasn't listening. No, that's okay. I was just saying. I think there's an interesting idea of like Greg Drews and I have been talking. We're going to do one in August. It's going to be Greg Drews and uh, Deborah Lynn and Leanne Hutchinson and I. We're going to do a songwriters in the round, but we're going to do it from his studio via concert window. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and. I had an idea, and I just I put it in my Google a couple weeks ago about that. Yeah, and I didn't want to share it with anybody because right. I didn't want somebody to go out there and do it. Yeah, well, Greg Drews and I've been talking about it. I didn't know there's already a website for yeah. it though, so I guess well, I'm way behind. Well, there's a few. There's there's Stage It, and then Concert Window, and I I don't know maybe one a couple more. But I've seen you know some of the musicians I've especially songwriters they'll when they're on tour they'll do these concert window shows. And most of them, you know, they just set up their laptop and on the bus and they play this oh, yeah. show. It's cool. Uh, it's and it, like you said though, it's not the same as being in the room. What do people it, pay for that? You can set the price for whatever you want it to be. Ten bucks. Yeah, five like bucks. Yeah, the last one I watched with uh, B.J. Barham from American Aquarium, it was twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, and, and he had like two thousand people show. Up. <laughs> yeah. But so maybe people I, just don't want to leave their house. That's my point. Most people don't want to leave their house. And 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 I 100% agree with you that there's nothing like being in that room. Yeah. I agree with you. There but at the same time, <laughs> if you can monetize That's what I'm saying. Why that? Cuz yeah. like we're going to do one in August. I think it's August 15th. I don't know. I'll I'll let y'all know closer. But I was like, well, let's just do it, like, for five bucks. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to do it on Thursday night, so it's not getting I mean, in the way of anybody else's stuff. So they have their own network of people who yeah. come to their site to yeah. watch. Yeah. So you, you could yeah. literally get 2,000 people as well at five, uh, five dollars. Yeah. And then you can sit on your couch in your underwear and watch the show. Mm. You're going to have to message me the name of this yeah. place. We yeah. need to get the... Listening room on That's there. That's what I'm saying, man. It's called, it's just concertwindow.com. Concertwindow.com. And there's Stage It and there's a few other ones, but I've watched several. Uh, do you know uh, Levi Lowry? I know the name. He, I know the music. He used to do him and uh, I can't remember his guitar player, but every so often he'll do one from his his music room. Right. Just, they'll just sit there and. Perfect, man. And, and you know, in, in today's world, too, if you set up a couple of the right microphones, you can make it sound good. You're not going to make, again, it's not like being in the room. Yeah, of but course. I do think. <clears throat> I mean, we could set up room. We could set up microphones in the room. Yeah. Everything's direct in exactly. the, at the Oak House, so it's all exactly. just dry digital sound. Right. But that doesn't mean that you and I couldn't set up in here with one condenser mic That's and what I'm have great sound. Exactly. So exactly, and if you're and at it, home and you had a nice stereo system that's already got some natural reverb built into it, before you know it, you got a concert in your house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Oh, when the last time I watched the B&J Barnum show, I had my Bose PA. It's usually set up in that corner when I'm not using it. I noticed you had the Bose mixer. Yeah, well, that, yeah, it's the same mixer from my PA, and I and I plugged my computer into it, so it was coming through there with the woofer and the whole oh, thing. Perfect. It sounded great. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, but I don't know. That's something that's also constantly on my mind because the, it's another opportunity. Because it's funny, man. You you know. You know, I'll play every Sunday, and I don't ever expect everybody to come out to every gig I've ever had. And that, that I'm not that narcissistic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you throw it on Facebook Live before you know it, you got 25, 30 people watching. Well, what if we just, you know, let's do a quote-unquote real show where we're... I let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it's so, already on my mind, so, so the fact that you brought it up just yeah. shows me that it needs to be done. Yeah. And so let's, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do let's one. Put it I together. I mean, it's 15th. I, mean, I don't remember. I'll, of course, let everybody know when it yeah, gets closer. Yeah. But I don't see why everybody doesn't do that. That's, How, my, is it, that's my point. Is there a monthly cost? Nope. It's free. They take, now they do take part of your yeah. ticket sales. Okay. Yeah. But it's, I, I did it No one money time, up front. Maybe four years. No, no. Everybody should be doing that. Even like, practicing, you should turn exactly. on a camera and do that. And you, you literally log on and say, you, once you have an account, doesn't cost you a dime. Zero. Zero dollars, and you go on and you, you do it from your laptop or are your. I think you can do it from your phone, as long as you got a camera, and you hit start yeah. show and it's live. And I'm you sure can you even can do, do it, it from your phone. You can even do it for free where people only they can just tip you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to charge a ticket price. Have you seen some of the viral stuff these days? I mean, you guys could go yeah. out there and do the worst music song yeah. ever. And you'd still probably yeah. make money. That's the, yeah. Or you exactly. could just be an idiot, write stupid songs, yep. and play them for people. And yeah. well, you can do whatever you want it on camera. Example. Yeah, a prime example, not a stupid something. You know Tyler Lee Frush? You know Ty- you don't know Tyler? I'm terrible with names. Right, so, you, well, first off, y'all. What's his face look like? <laughs> He's got a beard. He wears like kind of Harry Potter glasses. You would know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I thought so. He recorded his entire album. Have you heard this story? No. No, I'm not kidding you. He took, I don't know where my phone is, but he took his phone. I'm talking to every part, the drums, the bass, his electric guitar, and he found the right spot for the microphone on his phone that it sounded good in his ears. He did every part, every track. He did GarageBand on his iPhone, yeah. tracked it. Then he sent it to Steven over at Mad Life, who mastered it. Go On your way home tonight, you have Spotify? Yeah. Look up Tyler Lee Frush. Every song on there was recorded with the microphone in his phone. Why not? That's it's only going to come out of the microphone of my phone. That's what I'm saying. Or the speaker of my phone. But it, you, I mean, even if you put it in, in your car speakers or your headphones, it is amazing the way it sounds. Matter of fact, I'll uh, at the end of this episode, I'll play a Tyler Lee Frush song from that, just so y'all can hear. I, I did it back in the day when he was on the podcast, but we'll do it again because... It, the first time I heard it, heard it, I just about said heard it. The first time I heard it, I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. Seriously? And It's amazing what like, you can do with yeah. your phone these days. And I guess, to make a long story short, what we're talking about is, like, you're crazy not to do these things. Yeah. They're, they're, they're right there. They're right there. They're right there. The, all these tools um, for advertising and yeah. for, you know, reaching your fans. Yeah. And, you know, video is the way to go. Yeah. You can make a 15-second video every day. Or you can, you know, make stories. Do the stories on Facebook or Instagram, you know, behind the scenes. Video Stay relevant. You know, this is super uh, 
I, I don't know about you. You probably do this too, but I listen to a ridiculous amount of uh, like digital marketing podcasts just because I'm at work all day under a welding hood. So I've just got all these random things trying to learn different things. Okay, but smart. It's just it's better than you know. I mean, I listen to everybody's new album when they come out too. But uh, you got a lot of time though. Yeah, because I'm mm-hmm. under a welding hood all right. day, and I can't go anywhere. I got to be at work. I can't be on my phone actually yeah. doing my stuff. Just so you and your head. To, I can at least try to learn something. Yeah, you know? smart. And this is funny. I I heard this thing today. It was just, I don't remember what podcast it was on, but uh, it said you should always use 28 hash. And I'm not saying this is gospel truth, but you should always use 28 hashtags in the first comment of your Instagram post, not 30, because 30. No, 30 is the most that Instagram will allow you to have. And if you do it on a consistent basis, eventually your, your thing will get flagged. So at lunch today, I made a video about the podcast that's out right now. Tim's story continued, the second part. Yeah. And I put 21 hashtags. I did purely for a test, just to say. I made a little video, told people, you know. Just whatever hashtags. Seconds. Yeah. Well, I tried to use hashtags that fit, like right, right, prison course. and locked up and okay. all these things that were pertaining to it and I, I haven't checked it in a couple hours but within like the first hour it it had more views than any like just from that little time frame i'm not saying it had an astronomical amount of views but if i put a post up and didn't put a hashtag on it you know you might get five or six your your friends but this thing it just kept i just kept getting dinged i was like wow Maybe you should do that. Yeah. I always felt weird about putting that many hashtags on something, but maybe you got that much time. Well, well, what you do is once you get them, ones that work, copy, just copy and paste. paste. I've got to get yeah. better at that. Yeah. Oh, I copy. <sighs> I have so many things. I copy and paste. I've got to get better at that. That would yeah. that would save like a year. Oh, out of dude, my life. My notes folder in my phone is just full of random things that I copy and paste. I mean, literally. That you'll never use or no, they're use like, all like the time. for example, like the when somebody says, Hey, how do I get the podcast on Spotify? Oh yeah, click click boom. click. Yeah. yeah. Or iTunes or Linktree is the best thing in the world. Where Linktree. You know what you don't know what Linktree is? Dude, you need a link tree. Especially on your Instagram. Because you know, Instagram, uh, you can only put your link in the bio. Well, Linktree is basically a link that you can click in your bio and when it pops up It'll have your faith. You can put all your links. Does that make sense? So, yeah. So like in one link. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm gonna show you right now on my phone. So if you go, um, like when I go to my, you hit the the Mockingbird podcast, and then this thing will come up. Show you Spotify. And it has yeah, YouTube, yeah. But yeah, that's what I imagined because I saw you yeah. had that, and that's pretty cool. So yeah. it's just Linktree. Yeah, it's Linktree. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Yeah, it is. So. I don't know what got us off on that. That happens. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's just going back to that whole, like, you have all these opportunities to try. Yeah, exactly. If you're you're serious about it, and I understand that most most musicians have real jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a quote-unquote real job. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've got a real job, too, but I'm lucky enough to be self-employed and, you know, have a a lot of free space in my... Uh, you know how I do things, right? But it's just the sheer amount of things that I have to do at this point, yeah. and you know, time to do it and money to pay somebody else to do it, right? Doesn't happen that way. No, we ain't got happen. it. We're, I don't know. We ain't got it. Neither. We're still hungry musicians. Yeah, there's been a few times I was like, man, I just wish I had somebody that could do this one thing for me. Like, and if I could afford to do it, 
I would gladly pay him in a yeah. minute. Yeah, when you delegate things that you know you're not good at, yeah, like I've done at the Oak House, yeah, the listening room at the Oak House. When we first started for for September, October, November, December, I did everything. I would run sound, wow. book the artist, do all the um, advertising, do all the yeah. pictures, every bit of it. And that was a lot. And, that is a lot. And now that I have the right people in place, you know, delegating that stuff to the people who are better at it, like Ben Ivey sure. and, you know, Steve coming and do the sound and Sarah hosts yeah. and, you know, she's a liaison and right. stuff like that. Like, you know, Carrie comes and takes pictures. Yeah. You get the best of the best all involved together and then yep. you have something really special. Exactly. A lot, A lot more special than I could ever make it myself. Sure. Absolutely. And you have to do that in business as well, yeah. Um, because you really, sh- you really need to have time to lead instead of manage, right? And a lot of times, because I have the store and the business, I'm yeah. having to do both. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it yeah. is. But Sarah's a huge help. Oh, I'm sure. Obviously, no doubt. I'm sure. Yeah, man. It's it's a uh, it's crazy because it is just a constant. Like, I don't know about you, but like. I guess I go back to what I was saying earlier. It's just a. It seems like every minute of my life is focused in my brain power. Right, focused on okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? What, which is kind of fun though. I kind of enjoy that game. Yeah, if you can get away. Yeah, if you can get away from it. The problem is getting away from it this time. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, if you can get away from it, unless you don't necessarily feel like you need to get away from it. Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe, of course. Yeah. But I also don't have kids. I don't feel you know, that I way. I don't have those yeah. things. Yeah. So. I mean, I have a lot of people reach out to me every day. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I appreciate that. Um, but sometimes it's overwhelming. And yeah, sometimes, sure. you know, you have to get away from it. And, yeah. you know, that's when you got to escape to Quadrant 4. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to Quadrant 4. Yeah. You need a T-shirt that says "Escape to Quadrant 4. I do, don't yeah. I? I'm gonna make that happen for you. You should, man. That would be so cool. The guy that, uh, oh, Buddy Finthy, who made the Cosmic Cowboy T-shirt. I love that. I'm shirt. gonna make that happen. I'm gonna. I love that. He's shirt. so cool, man. He's made he's made some really cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna get him to make. I want. Uh, have you ever met uh, Carl? Yeah, of course. Okay. I'm the one that told you to put him on the podcast. Yeah, you're dude. right. You did. You did. <laughs> like, man, uh, this guy has got so oh, many he stories. Was so cool. He's coming back uh, next week. He's yeah, going to be in town week, for a right? week. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to. Like, matter of fact, if I, I did you see a schedule on Facebook? I'll no. Just, oh, dude. He <laughs> swing by his Facebook page when you get Check a out moment. His schedule, dude. He like literally lists out the bands he's going going to East Atlanta to see. You know. Blah, 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 blah. Every day, every day he's here, there's like three or four people he's going to see play music. I know he's going to go, um, Steve Pachowski's hosting a new open mic. I know he's going to be going up there. He's going to do that. And then I think, is that when a magic festival's happening too? I I believe so. That's why he's in town. That's what he he told me a while back, I believe, is that it was was the Imagine Festival, and I'm I'm not familiar. Yeah, so he's going to mix all that in. Man, he's a... It's my spirit animal. animal. Yeah. Him and Willie Nelson. It's my two I spirit I agree, animals. man. He's... That's what I want to be when I grow up. He's on another level. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he means it. Mm-hmm. And he means it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to do a part two of the podcast because... 
Yeah. We could have gone on for hours and hours. It was a great one, though. Oh, man, it was so much fun. I can't believe you kept it down to like an hour 20 or something. Well, that was right when I was new at it. And yeah. Nowadays, I would we would have went four yeah, hours and it wouldn't you even can, bother me. You can chop it, put another yeah. intro in it. Exactly. You, know, you that, yeah. your copy and paste thing. You yeah. need to copy and paste well, an intro. That's one of those things that now I am trying to concentrate on is doing like cutting up yeah. things and making it more than what yeah. it really is. You yes. only you only spent one minute of real time actually doing this podcast. The rest of it was right. you know yeah. chopped in words yeah, that I'd already chopped. said before yeah. on videos. Gave little little pieces here yeah. and there and there. <laughs> that's what M- that. that's what NPR does. That's what everybody does. M- and NPR's podcasts are great. They play yeah, they these are. little sounds yeah. in between, you know, yeah. that only they have. Yeah. And exactly. they're like perfectly recorded. It's some gong from yeah. you know some, like, ancient some nice China. atmosphere behind yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they probably recorded the podcast, you know, weeks apart oh, on Skype. And then just put it all together. Yeah. Yeah, that's I got some friends of mine that, a girl that, uh, Kara Koppel, who I'm sure she will listen to this, but they started talking about an entrepreneur. They started uh, Serious Lip Balm in Illinois, and they literally started it out of, like, I don't know, their kitchen. Right. And now it's this giant thing. Nice. She's still a, she's a sculpture professor. She's in charge of the art department at... McMurray College, I think it's McMurray College in Illinois, but uh, she went with to uh, college with me at University of Alabama, but I'm going to have them on via Skype, and that's nice. the first one I've tried to do Speaking that. of starting in the kitchen, have you had any of Jonathan Payton's beef jerky? No. So good. Really? Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. I love yeah. beef jerky. Yeah, you, you have to get them like... The day that he makes it, yeah, or it's because there's a lot of junkies out there, man. Like, really, yeah, That's there's a, a lot, yeah, there's a lot of beef jerky junkies. Yeah, I love beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, we have a dehydrator down there. I, I don't to... love beef jerky, and this beef jerky is like really, no, yeah, really legit. Have it. Which I mean, I gave my dad some yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, when people home make their jerky, it's so much better. It is better, but." And you can follow him on Instagram, of course, Jonathan yeah. Payton Smokes, and see exactly what's going into that jerky. Yeah. And um, I don't think he's selling any right now, but he's he's looking to get connected with somebody he's who's going to help with packaging yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. See, I love all that stuff. I love watching, you know, I, mean, I remember Kara, when her and Lucky started, like it was just, you know, it was just them making it at home. And yeah. Like, you know, they would send when she st- she made this uh this because I'm a welder. She made literally it comes in like it looks like a deodorant canister. But every time I burn my arms, she oh really? She, yeah, she made it in that canister so I don't get oh, the dirt awesome. on my hands all over my arms. See, she could sell that to like seal coders um, or welders. Oh, yeah, or- and now they make bug stuff. Uh, it's look them up. It's serious lip balm. S e r i o u s lip balm. All right, trust me, you won't go. And everybody that's listening, it's all it's all handmade, it's all organic, and, perfect, yeah, and right up my alley. Oh yeah, and it's and it's so funny. Like if they have uh, they for all the ladies out there, you can buy these different bundles. Like one bundle's called the Basic Bitch. And Ooh, like, did yeah, you hear no, that, ladies? Yeah, like none of it, and the and the flavors are crazy too. It's like pop, buttered popcorn and whiskey and <laughs> and yeah. Like and they don't cake batter. It's more of a smell. It doesn't really. They do have a cake batter. It, it really doesn't taste that like that. It right. Well, it's a smell. smell. Yeah. Yeah. 
half of yeah, half the taste got a ridiculous smell, right? of it downstairs. Really? Yeah. Well, luckily, because Karen and I are good friends, every once in a while we get to be the test subjects. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> randomly get a box. No, that's uh, good, man. Yeah. That's good. That's a good connection. Yeah. But it, it again, it comes back around to what we were talking about earlier is just, just do it. Yeah. I got and just idea. help your friends. Just do it. Yeah. it all started with her friends. Yeah, exactly. She sent us some and like, oh, yeah. this is great. And you told a friend and yep. they told a friend. and Yep. Yeah. And it's the same way this podcast has grown. It's That's the same it. way uh, the Oak House listening room, I'm yeah. sure, has grown. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, the city of Canton gives us a little bit of a budget for advertising, yeah. but, um, you know, we've really tried to focus on face-to-face advertising yeah. and, um, you know, just community-based advertising and just right. word of mouth and things getting around. And yeah. when you have a good product. And a whole bunch of hustle. A whole bunch of hustle, of course. Yeah, a whole bunch um, of hustle. But yeah, that's something that that's something that you can't teach. No, you can't. The rest of it can be, you know, delegated. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The hustle part cannot. No. You can't teach it. You either got it or you don't. It's true. It's or true. I think some people can find it when they see. It's kind of that once you find out the hard work pays off kind of thing. Once you first see the fruits of that labor, and that doesn't necessarily mean money. But but it could be money. It usually does. It though. usually does to get that first bite out of it. That's the problem with, you know, that's why people usually don't, you know, take the step in going, you know, to work for themselves yeah. because of the money paradigm and right. having to have money to live yeah. and survive. Yeah. You know, so I'm lucky enough to have had the situation right. happen like it did and be able to do that because yeah. most people don't have that. Like, yeah, you can you can work hard for your money, but I've worked hard a lot for no money. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of work for no money. Oh, yeah. And I would work a lot less if I worked for somebody. Yep. And just collect a check. But you wouldn't be as happy in the end of the day, would you? I don't think so. I don't think you would. I don't think so. I mean, the grass ain't always greener. Yeah, and I mean, what is happy, too? I mean, you definitely wouldn't be as satisfied. Of course not. I get to hang out with my friends for a living. Yeah. And be around music. And listen to music. And all other... Yeah, like I could probably go get a job somewhere and do that, but yeah. I'd be trapped in the confines of, you know, yeah, their business. Exactly. I wouldn't be able to leave and go get my kid, you know, right. when she needs Whenever me. Or, needed to, yeah, or yeah, or if I would, I'd have consequences, you yeah. know, and or I'd have to take some part of your time off, part of my know, time off. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I don't want to have to have time off. Yeah. I want to take yeah. time off. <laughs> so in that, yeah. That every day I wake up working towards that one thing. Yeah. yeah. To take the day yeah, off, that, right? The freedom. Yeah. Just the freedom of it. Because I know I for a fact, I'm kind of with you. I know for a fact if it was 100%, if I had not, if the only thing I had to do was concentrate on, say, this, and maybe, you know, providing singer-songwriters a space to play, I'd work more than I do now. There's no doubt in my mind because yeah. it already consumes me. You would think. Really but work. Like my day job is actually a break from it yeah. consuming my thoughts. Yeah. I'd get a lot more done if I didn't have to do that. But You have to be really self-disciplined. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Being self-employed is not for everybody. No, it's not. Um, you know, just like this, you know, you work all day and you could totally just blow it off. Yeah. But you have the discipline to continue to do it's it. It's funny. There's been a few times that, like, Right before, you know, say about seven o'clock. Because it's usually about seven thirty, everybody comes over. 
there's been a couple times like, man, I just do not want to do this. Yeah. And it's not because I didn't want to hang out with that person. And then they get here, and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I did that. Right. You know? Right. There's so many times, though, that I feel that way. That's that's one of the things I've learned over the 75 days is, you know, a little bit more discipline. Yeah. You know, goes a long way. Right. And can change your life. Yeah. You know, in many different ways because you end up in situations you wouldn't have been in or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, being self-employed is not easy, but being employed is not easy either. No, so... Not. You know, it's really about what you want to do, and you should really just do that. And if you have the yeah. opportunity to do both, especially if you have free opportunities to play places or to play online at right. the place you were talking about, and, you know, you can spare 10 minutes instead of surfing Facebook for 10 minutes, and yeah. that's what you should do. It's really about, you know, having and, the discipline to manage your time. Yep. And if you are surfing, surfing Facebook for 10 minutes, Use those 10 minutes on Facebook to push something that you're trying to go after. Right. And I don't mean spam everybody. Like, I felt so bad. Like, I didn't even think about it. Was it two weeks ago? I made, I had made uh, 10 events, or like, man, it was more than that. And I just kept, I'd, I, and after I got done, I was like, man, I didn't mean to spam. It never even crossed my mind. So if that happened to y'all when I was spamming my yeah. Sunday shows, I didn't do it on purpose. And honestly, I was just in that work mode and I was making it making it making it I was like why didn't you just schedule those for later Greg so sorry y'all work mode man yeah I totally understand yeah but I don't think it really crosses over into the the news feed as much as you think yeah maybe not I mean I had a couple if so that's Facebook's fault yeah I had a couple people like why are you spamming me with events oh really well at least now you know they're happening yeah yeah I didn't even think about it there's a fine line I had an hour you know, yeah. and I had an hour and I needed to get this done. No, if you're a musician yeah. or somebody who uses Facebook, learn how to schedule events. It'll change your life. Oh, man, yeah. It's so tough, though, catch up. And, I, and I like your whole quadrant idea. Matter of fact, I'm going to probably put that to you starting tomorrow, maybe yeah. even tonight. That whole idea of like, yeah. Because every morning I wake up and I write a list, literally write it out. Because mm-hmm. if I don't write it, I can put it in my phone all I want to. But I won't remember it. So I literally have a notebook I carry around in my pocket. And yeah. I go through the day crossing things off. I understand. has to be physical. Yeah. It's just, it helps me remember it. Yeah. But, yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, having a power list is a good thing to have, man. Yeah. And if you knock out a power list every day, that's great. But you also have to understand that your expectations can't always be, you know, I can't knock out five things every day. No, not necessarily. And you shouldn't feel bad if you don't. No. So. Just prioritize it. Yeah. You know. And and the same thing you know if that 10 minutes a day where you just scroll on facebook you know calms your mind that's okay too that's okay yeah that's there's okay nothing too. nothing nothing against people who serve facebook because yeah. we all do it but you know if you're wondering you know a, you know is there a way for me to um you know really start to go places and you know uh, change my life then start looking at your time management whatever that is yeah. and you know see if you can change it yeah. because just like a food journal or anything else you really don't realize until you start tracking what you yeah. do how much time you spend doing those oh, things yeah. and when you see it over a week span over a month span you really start to see places that you can change right. and you know like oh i could have spent this and it literally can be 10 minutes it's amazing how much I can get accomplished at 30 minutes at lunch. 
I mean, think about doing a 10-minute live stream where you're just talking. Like, that would be a long live stream. It is a long live stream. So pretty much the tension span, like the way that Facebook and Instagram rate things are like one-second views, you know, 30-second views. If you can get a one-minute video of you playing or singing or talking about your event every day, every other day, then you're doing something. Yep. Just a minute. Yep. Just make yourself relevant. Yeah. Nobody wants to see 10 minutes, really, unless no. you're, you know, playing, yeah. maybe. If you're playing, I could totally see 10 minutes, but yeah. you're going to get people coming in and out. But one minute. I mean, just think about, you know, for those listening, just think about the fact when you're scrolling through things, how long do you spend more than 30 seconds on anything? It's it's rare. Yeah. It's super rare. Even for, you know, no matter who is putting that content out, it's super rare. So that, I mean, for me, I try to keep things like at least 60 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds or less is even better. But that's hard uh, to do. Yeah, it's it hard is. to do. Sometimes long-winded, sometimes. Yeah. I try to get better about that. It's easy to do that. You know, I've had to pretty much make a plan, you know, yeah. or make a, a script or something like yep. that, unless it's something that's, you know, I'll do a live stream randomly and yeah. try to get over it quick. But, yeah, it's real easy to just get caught up and. Yeah what you have to say and the way your brain works. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to talk faster. I talk slow naturally. Yeah. So I had to learn to talk faster. Yeah, see, my brain just goes in a lot of different no, directions. You and me both, yeah, especially if I start thinking too long. Like, if I pause long enough, there's no telling where we're going to go. Right. Well, I know you need to go put out a fire. I can see it in your eyes, and I don't blame you for that at all, and I won't keep you long. Too matter of fact, I mean, we've been going for an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, man. Don't it, seem like it. No, it went by like yeah. like nothing. And I think, I do think that a lot of, especially the musicians I know that listen to, I think they'll find this episode, I think there's some value in it, just what we've talked about. And that's what I like about it, because you never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we got to do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to do it again. Yeah. Better, better circumstances. Yeah, he... He's taking his. He's taking time away that he probably doesn't need to take away right now. Yeah, that's that, that's okay though. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's not yeah. a big deal. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we Absolutely. just we need to for definitely spend some time because I mean we could talk for hours. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and really get into things. Yeah, and I love just. I mean, and I, I love diving off deep into how to do this and how to do that and. And and really, why I like diving into it's because I don't know. Yeah. So I like to hear how you do it, and then I can like, okay, well, I did that, and that kind of worked. But David did this, and you know, I like, when I talked to Brian, there was a lot of that. And when I talked to Ben, we, you know, and it, it's all from different angles. Like and that's what you need. Yeah, and I think everybody needs that. Yeah. Yeah. What you're doing? I mean, it can be Carrie Hood taking pictures. Yeah. There's you nothing know? that one person can do that a group can't just come, oh, you know yeah. do so much better. Yeah. Yeah, especially and, like with Ben and Brian. I mean, those guys are just a lot smarter than me. Uh, see smarter me, than I, me, I see me. I'll dive and then figure it out. That's how I do it. That's <laughs> how I do it. Like I just bite a big old hunk off of it. And yeah, figure out how to chew. Hope it. I can chew it. That's it. Man. And sometimes I can't. And yeah. Sometimes I can't. Like for example, this. Uh, and I know you got to go, so we won't stay long. But uh, the Sunday thing, I keep trying to record it live. And the first time was okay, but then it's like, man, the recording doesn't sound good. And then the second time was a little bit better. And then this last time was a little bit better, but none of them sound that great. Like, mm-hmm. if you listen to the Oak House's live stuff, it sounds fantastic. But here's the secret, people, and I've told you all this before. 
when I started this thing, it was Buddy who owns the Hog and L wanted to do this. He wanted me to do it. Cool. And then the first one comes and goes, well, how much do I owe you? And I said, you don't owe me nothing until we turn it into something. And because of that, I don't, I do feel bad that I'm, I'm in the stages of making it sound good. Like the show itself is fine. It mm-hmm. sounds great to the people that are there. But I'm in this learning. Yeah. And so I've said before that, like it's okay to do some things for free, and I knew that I was diving in. Yeah, and I and leaving it like, open ended. Yeah. Well, I was diving in until we do I something. I mean, yeah. that's loose. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, number one, I'm not going to charge you for yeah. something, but I also know I'm diving in on something like I know I can pull this part off, but I really don't know how I'm going to pull this part off. But we're going to work on it, yeah. and each week it gets a little bit better. Time, man, just yeah. takes time. Nothing is instant, especially. Yeah building something no you know whether it yeah. be a relationship or a podcast yeah. it all has to start or a beard a brick at a time see this man's beard one hair at a time how long have you been growing that beard about 15 minutes i i just Dang, shaved really? it right before i got here yeah <laughs> dang man i'm yeah. jealous dude i i i'm just uh I can't help it, man. It just grows right back. Yeah. It's almost like Evan Almighty. Yeah. 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 It's like that. So I, I just grow, let it go I and then grow a beard. Um, you well, know, I can, but not not like that. A few inches in, beards kind of got popular yeah. and now it's just uh I can grow a hell of a mustache, but I can't grow a beard to save my life. I'm the opposite, man. I am not good at the mustache. Yeah, I can only do the mustache. Yeah. That's, All right. Well, we're gonna let this man go do what he needs to do. But thanks, David. Hey, I'm I'm here doing here. exactly what I want to do. I yeah. appreciate you having me. And uh, everybody, just keep supporting local music. Yes, wherever that may be. Yeah. And, um, and we'll put some links to the Oak House and Cherokee Music Center and all those things. Yeah. We'll all be in the show notes. So, you know, follow along and yeah, stay you know, tuned. Support. We have a we have a lot coming up as usual. So you can follow us at Cherokee Music Center. There you go. You can follow me on Instagram, Blackbeard ATL. You can follow the listening room, listening room at listening room ATL. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to see what's going on. Uh, most of our events are on our website, CherokeeMusicCenter.com, or on the Facebook page. So yeah, come see us at the store. Or see one of our see us at one of our many events. Absolutely, do it. Yeah. I promise you won't be disappointed. I have been to a few of them, and they have all been great. Yeah, same with Greg's. Yeah, if you get a chance to go out and see any of his events. Yeah, man. They're great. Yeah, pretty much my my mainstay is just the best one to remember is every Sunday night at the Hog and Ale Marietta. From I started doing 7 to 9, but I like 7 to 8.30 better. Hour and a half show, just it just feels right. Well, After, it never ends on time. No, no. And then Fairy Settlement starts right on time. Exactly. But I promise you, you will get an hour and a half show of some good songs. That's all that I can matters. promise you that. Yeah. And sometime between those two times. Yep. We will be there from seven to nine every Sunday night and every Sunday night for the foreseeable future. I know I'm booked through, uh, we're, we're, I'm booking September right now. Nice. So nice. And, um, uh, I don't remember what this. See, this will come out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if, if you're a songwriter listening too, yeah, hit me you up. Haven't already been to the listening room at the Oak House? Shoot me an email. Yeah, booking at cmcmusic.net. Send me your music, your bio, a pick. We'll see about getting yep. you in there for 2020. Of fact, I have a couple of people that uh, I need to tell you about. That just made me think about it. But that's well here nor there. That's okay because. Uh, you know, we want everybody to be yeah. involved in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I just, 
there's a couple of people I keep me. I was like, man, I need to tell David about these people, and then I forget. You're busy like you are. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I need a constant reminder. That's that's something I'm gonna start doing is setting Google reminders for myself just to remember thoughts that I had a minute ago, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Like, hey Siri. <laughs> Yeah, remind me. Yeah, there you go. It started up. Yeah, remind me to remind myself to remind you to remind me to think about this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it saved Siri that. Siri said, yeah. I hope it saved that. Thanks All for right. having me, man. You, you bet. All right, guys and gals, uh, you know the drill. Until the next time I talk to y'all, y'all be nice to one another.